The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I mentioned uh, the plebiscite in Dublin uh, to ask the people of the capital whether they want a directly elected mayor. The Taoiseach Leo Radker has been explaining the next stage in that process today. Take a listen. They're going to be referred to the Joint Oireachtas Committee and we'll be looking for a report from those committees uh, before the end of the year um, so that we can then make a decision uh, and a response from government early in the new year uh, with a view to uh, putting a question to the people of Dublin at the same time as the local and European elections on the plebiscite as to whether we should have a directly elected mayor and reform local government in Dublin. All right, those local and European elections are happening in just about 12 months' time, bang on. Uh, so, Michael Pidgeon, Dublin City Councillor for the Green Party, when people... Uh, Enter the polling booth. Why should they take yes? We need a directly elected mayor in Dublin. I think we need a directly elected mayor in Dublin because as a senior manager in Dublin City Council said to me, lo- local government in Ireland is crap. And it doesn't really work very well. Uh, it's not down to the people involved. It's down entirely to the structures. And if you look around other cities of the world, you look at Paris, London, uh, New York, wherever you want to go, you'll see there are mayors doing actual things of substance, showing actual leadership and directing their city in a way that at the moment, with the best people in the world, you cannot do in Dublin at the moment, or any Irish city for that matter. Why not? At the moment, it's just so diffuse. I mean, on Dublin City Council, which is one of the four councils in Dublin, um, there's 62 councillors. Um, we elect a chair for the year, but they're not, it's not a powered, empowered role. Um, we have a city manager who's a civil servant and if they're incredibly high performing, they're still really constrained ultimately. They don't have a political mandate to push an issue. They might have some power and uh, we don't really have the power to fundraise. In effect, often we, we have a city where no one can kind of speak for the city in a way that someone like Giuliani did after 9-11 in New York or City Can in London. You don't really have that one person you can bring everyone together. Um, you know, there's a problem of so many agencies. Like if you want to change something around water in Dublin City, you talk to Waterways Ireland, Dublin City Council, probably Dublin Bus, National Parks and Wildlife, OPW, Irish Water, you know, a long list of agencies. And I, I worked for City Can in London, uh, who was the mayor there, and I saw they have an ability, a unique ability to bring together when there is discord or disunity and, and all these different uh, agencies and that sort of thing. They can bring them together and actually drive a real agenda. I'd love to be able to say I'm doing that as a Dublin City Councillor uh, and I've, I'll be fighting that election next year that you mentioned, but I can't say in all honesty that you can fully drive the agenda you want to. Derek Mooney's with us as well, Public Affairs Consultant, uh, former Government Advisor as well. Derek, do you think uh, Dublin City should have a directly elected mayor? I think Michael has very, very eloquently outlined all the problems with the current structure. And I think he's rightly identified the problems. The, prob- the difficulty of this is this is the wrong solution. If you're trying to solve the problems of Dublin, you're not going to do it by creating even further gridlock. And you're going to have gridlock by having a direct elected mayor with the second largest mandate in the country after the president. With, no matter how we structure this, it's going to have limited powers. But you're basically going to have somebody representing approximately a quarter of the population, maybe even up to a third of the population, constantly in conflict with central government. And that's just not going to work. This one big strongman theory isn't going to work for Dublin. If Dublin's problems are, are great, are, are huge. We we can see that the city is straining at the at the, at the, at the seams. Infrastructure is not working. We have so many many problems. But this is identifying the wrong solution. And I think it's this idea has been going around for a long time. This is how many decades into this discussion are we so far? Limerick voted to have your directly elected mayor five years ago. Well, sorry, almost five years ago. It'll be five years ago by, by the local elections next year. And there's still no, been no progress on that. 
So I really think we're identifying the right problem, but we're also picking on the wrong solution. So what, what is the solution to all of those problems if it's not a directly elected mayor? It's a former government for Dublin. It's a former self-government for Dublin, but it's not, I think, the idea of having one office, one person, who will still have a form of city manager alongside them, etc., isn't going to the solution to it. We need to have, maybe look at the Brussels model, maybe look at whether you, have, you actually maybe create a Dublin city region, which is its own separate government in a, in a, in a, in a different structure. But you, the, this idea that you're going to give limited powers to one person, certainly they will have a pulpit, certainly they will have a bully pulpit. But the chances are, in our current, even more fractious political system, is that you're going to have somebody from the opposition who will win the mayoralty of Dublin and spending their time constantly attacking the central government. Uh, but they'll have great deal of authority, great deal of uh, access to media, great deal of access to the, the airwaves. Mm. But in reality, with not a huge amount of power, because like five years on from the plebiscite in Limerick, the legislation is still a bit patchy. We're not too sure what it is. And, and in Limerick's case, it's a different situation because the relative size we were talking about you're going to have mayor of Dublin representing approximately a quarter to a third of the population okay. versus central government. That's gridlock. Uh, Michael, is that what would happen? We'd have kind of mayor Michael Pigeon locked in <laughs> battle with Antichok Leo Varadkar? Yeah, I, I, I doubt it somehow. Uh, I doubt it for a few reasons there, but um, <laughs> to be honest. But no, like, uh, you know, s- sitting in studio now, you've got Sky News on mute on a screen. And just there we're seeing the wildfire news from New York. And obviously the mayor of New York is the natural go-to person to speak to about this, the person who's leading the charge and acting on it. Who's that in Dublin? Like, I have no idea. You could come to me and I'd be like, yeah, I'll send an email to the manager. But like, ultimately, who would it actually be who'd be responding to that? But this is kind of like the Kissinger argument, isn't it? If I have to pick up the phone and call Europe, who do I speak to? I mean, we haven't had a strong man uh, in response to Kissinger's complaint and it's served us fairly well. Absolutely. But like Europe's a pretty expansive, diffuse place. Like, we have the same local government structure as uh, for a field in Connemara as we do for O'Connell Street. And it's a bit, it's just a bit strange. We don't seem to have any recognition that a large capital city faces different issues. They're not worse issues or better issues. They're just different. And we don't have any structure that accounts for that. So, like, I, I, I think if you listen to what, what Derek's saying, it's fair enough, there would be conflict. But politics is about that. There should be amount of, an amount of conflict and someone needs to be standing up for the city. But, like, it seems implausible to me that all the kind of great cities of the world have got this wrong. And increasingly countries like Germany and France moving towards more mayors, well, Germany anyway, moving towards more of that system. And and we'd say actually uniquely here in Dublin or uniquely here in Ireland, we're mm. the only ones who got local government right. It doesn't seem quite right to me. Derek, why does it work elsewhere and not, and it well, wouldn't work Well, that's not my argument. That's not my argument. My argument is that we got it right here and everyone else gets it wrong. My argument is we've got it wrong here, but what, what, what you're putting in place isn't going to fix it. What makes Dublin unique is the relative size of the rest of the country. The mayor of Paris doesn't represent all of Paris, represents 2 million people within Paris, but the French population is 80 million. So you're talking about your relative strengths. That's where the gridlock comes from. It's not conflict. Conflict we can deal with. Conflict is actually quite positive. Mm. It is about gridlock. It is about the inability to make a decision. And what you're expecting to do is what we're, what we're, what's been put forward to us now is that the government is going to allow some powers to devolve from the Custom House and various other places to somewhere around the mansion house, mansion house. They're not going to be anywhere on the scale needed. What we're, what we're potentially doing is finding a, is actually finding a fix that is actually worse than the current situation, and the current situation is intolerable. So I think, I think that we, there is no disagreement that the status quo is not enough. Yeah. 
what I'm worried about is that we're fixated continually on this idea of a directly elected mayor, as if Dublin having its own Boris Johnson and Ken Livingston is a solution to a problem. It but, is not. But like, the I problem actually, continues. I actually think I actually think it is. Like Boris Johnson was was a terrible prime minister. He was a bit better as mayor. Ken Livingston, I thought, was a really good mayor and brought through things that I know we could never get done in Dublin. Like stuff like you know he invested hugely in public transport. Be really really impossible to do that because the second. A lot of governance in Dublin is left to national politicians. So the second you start to invest in public transport in Dublin, where there's real population density, people understandably say, where's but the equivalent does, does for Derek, my Does Derek ha- not have a point, though, uh, that um, you for, for this role to be a success, you would have to have an awful lot of power devolved from... Kind of from, from from central government, and they're very unlikely to do that. There's yeah, a kind of a Turkey's voting for Christmas. Sure, but thing. but but you know, it, it turns out in a lot of other countries, Turkeys have voted for Christmas because we, this structure does exist elsewhere. Uh, you could probably have what what happened in London, which is where the the office of the mayor was set up. It had some powers, and over time, as it worked, they devolved it more. As far as I, I might be wrong on this, but I don't think it had control of the Met, the police in London when it was first set up. But because it was seen as a working, functioning body. They added some more powers to it. I'd be very happy if you just gave um, a directly elected mayor the powers of the chief executive for a few years and see how it goes and then add more powers and devolve more powers over time. And if it's terrible, by all means, you can pass a law just as easily to get rid of it. But I, I think you can gradually increase the powers if it's working. Derek, worth a roll of the dice? Um, I, think that, I think the future of Dublin is, shouldn't be played and shouldn't be based on the roll of a dice. Um, now, we've had a Citizens' Assembly on this one, and unfortunately with the Citizens' Assembly model, oftentimes the Citizens' Assembly comes up with a solution it's expected to come up with. And unfortunately, that's what we see in this case. Again, the directly elected mayor idea has been knocked around for a long, long time. The people of Limerick voted to have this five years ago. They're not any further on than they were then. Right. I really do not think this is a solution. I think we do need to focus on the solution. I think there is no question of that, that the status quo can continue, but I would genuinely be worried that, the, that this roll of the dice that we're expected to bet on could actually end up being worse, because what you would have is absolute gridlock. Well, Helen in Monkstown says the EU wants a directly elected mayor to fulfil their mandates. The government doesn't offer anything for free, and a city needs planners, not divisive political appointees, so vote no. But somebody else says, please, please include sports and recreation under the remit of a mayor. The way DCC executive treats kids in the inner city can only be described as horrific. Eight and a half thousand kids without one playing field for sport. We've been sent around in circles for 10 years of campaigning. No accountability, which at least a mayor would give. So arguments for and against in the text line 87 1400 106 is the number. Derek Mooney is a public affairs consultant and a former government advisor. Michael Pigeon, Dublin City Councillor for the Green Party. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.